48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Experts caution against easing social distancing measures ahead of the long holiday weekend. The head of the West Kowloon Arts Hub says it's not up to, to him to say whether controversial works breach the national security law. And reports from Egypt say the ship that's blocking the Suez Canal is finally afloat. After two consecutive days of zero new local COVID-19 cases, health experts have renewed their warnings against further relaxing social distancing measures. Violet Wong reports. The Medical Association's Dr Joseph Zhang said he expected many people to have gatherings during the upcoming Easter break, and in the past, infections always rebounded after long holidays. He said the authorities could consider easing the ban on public gatherings of more than four people or allow more businesses to reopen only if the pandemic remains under control for a longer period of time and there are no more local cases from unknown sources. Respiratory disease doctor Leung Chi Chiu echoed those views, saying it's good to see the number of untraceable cases halving every week, but Hong Kong may need to wait for another month to eradicate local transmissions. The head of the West Kowloon Arts Hub, Henry Tang, says it will be up to law enforcement to decide whether art displayed in its new M-plus museum violates the national security law. He says the authorities have not been in touch so far, despite complaints by pro-Beijing figures and media about a photo in its collection by Ai Weiwei, which shows the dissident artist making a vulgar gesture in Tiananmen Square. Mr Tang declined to comment on whether the image is legal. If we receive a complaint or an inquiry from them, we will fully cooperate with them and find out the details of it. And of course, comply with the law as any personal organization in Hong Kong should. Hong Kong is a very diverse society, so we have to ensure that this diversity and the freedom of expression as enshrined in the basic law to us as Hong Kong persons is protected. So therefore, we will continue to curate in a professional, objective and a balanced manner. The government watchdog has strongly criticised the buildings department for failing to tackle problems with sewage pipes at private buildings that have allowed huge volumes of waste to flow into the sea. An investigation by the ombudsman was notified in two th- said the department was notified in 2009 of three cases of sewage pipes being attached to stormwater drains. One case was only resolved last year, while two were still ongoing as of December. A Xinjiang government spokesman, Zhu Guizhang, says fashion giant H&M shouldn't politicise its economic behaviour and it won't be able to make money in the Chinese market anymore. H&M has faced a public backlash on the mainland since last week after it was revealed it had said it wouldn't use Xinjiang cotton because of allegations of the use of forced labour. Beijing firmly denies the allegations. Mr Zhu also accused the United States, Britain, the European Union and Canada of engaging in political manipulation to destabilise China following their coordinated sanctions against Beijing last week. Meanwhile, the United Nations Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, says that the organisation's Human Rights Commissioner is in serious negotiations with China about allowing officials to visit Xinjiang. UN monitors aim to investigate allegations of Muslim persecution in the region. In an interview with the Canadian television network CBC, Mr Guterres said he hoped Beijing would soon agree to allow Michel Bachelet, the rights commissioner, an unrestricted visit to China.
We have always reaffirmed the, the absolute need of human rights to be respected and the different communities that exist in China to see not only their identity respected, but for them to feel that they are part of the nation of a whole without discrimination. And we have asked for the Human Rights High Commissioner to be able to have a visit in China without any limitations in the excess. This is being negotiated at the present moment. Images from the Suez Canal in the past hour show that a container ship that's been blocking the channel has begun to move, with its stern freed from the canal's western bank. A video posted on Facebook showed tugboats moving around the ever-given container ship, and voices could be heard shouting in celebration. Earlier, more tugboats arrived to try to dislodge the vessel. The BBC's Russell Padmore sent this report. According to the German insurer Allianz, each day it's costing about six to ten billion dollars, about 0.4 percent of global trade each week. There's so many products which are effectively stuck on these vessels, from fish to furniture. Romania is worried about livestock, for example, on something like 11 ships. How are those livestock going to be cared for? They need to be fed. We know that oil deliveries are also being delayed, particularly Syria is worried that it's going to be hit by fuel shortages. The European Union and the United States have stepped up their criticism of the military government in Myanmar for using deadly force against protesters. In a statement, the EU foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, described the killing of more than 100 protesters on Saturday as a day of horror and shame. President Biden also condemned the violence. It's terrible. It's absolutely outrageous, and based on the reporting I've gotten, an awful lot of people have been killed totally unnecessarily. Indonesia's state energy company says it's trying to control a huge fire at one of its oil refineries that's injured several people. Videos on social media showed an explosion and towering flames. Here's the BBC's Jerome Wirawan. A massive effort to extinguish large fire at the Balongan oil refinery, operated by state-owned oil and gas company Pertamina, is underway. At least 20 people are injured and have been brought to a nearby hospital. More victims are expected. In its statement, Pertamina said the fire broke out shortly after midnight on Monday early morning. The cause of the fire is unknown, but it began during a lightning storm. Nearly a thousand people have been evacuated from their homes around the facility. Family and friends of George Floyd have held a vigil in the US city of Minneapolis ahead of the trial of the white police officer accused of killing him. The death of Mr. Floyd in May last year sparked protests across the US and around the world. Video showed the policeman, Derek Chauvin, kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck. He faces charges of manslaughter and two counts of murder, which he denies. The veteran civil rights activist Al Sharpton spoke at the gathering. So tomorrow begins the trial of not only Chavin, but the trial of the ability of the criminal justice system in this country to hold police accountable. The criminal justice system is on trial tomorrow. Chavin is in the courtroom, but America's on trial. Some 24 million people in and around the Philippine capital Manila are back under lockdown with movement restricted for one week due to a surge in coronavirus cases. The area endured one of the world's strictest lockdowns from March to August last year. RGHK's Manila correspondent Alan Robles says the country has around 721,000 cases and 13,000 deaths, with daily infections averaged, averaging 9,000 recently.
He says that the authorities are giving out mixed messages, with the health minister at one point saying a Hong Kong variant was spreading in the community. By and large, the public have followed everything government has told them. In fact, it was the government that a few weeks ago wanted to open up the really total and crashed economy by encouraging people to go out. And they were saying, let's have tourism again. And they were actually ordering theaters in Metro Manila to open. And it was the mayors who had to resist this and stop it. And the reward that people get for following government is that they get blamed for everything. Australia's third largest city, Brisbane, will enter a three-day lockdown this evening. Health authorities identified four new local COVID-19 cases overnight. People will only be allowed out for essential purposes and must wear masks. Flash flooding and heavy lightning storms have prompted the authorities to urge people on the Portuguese island of Madeira to stay indoors. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. The storms that raged overnight and into Sunday morning included more than 20,000 flashes of lightning, with strikes twice causing blackouts. In each case, it took a couple of hours to restore the electricity supply. The emergency services were called out to 100 or so incidents on Saturday alone, as heavy rain caused floods and landslides that brought down a number of structures, such as walls. Some roads have been closed because of flooding. Big storms are not unusual in Madeira at this time of year, but officials said that quite so much lightning had never before been recorded. The authorities in Mozambique say dozens of people have been killed in a major assault by hundreds of Islamist insurgents on the town of Parma in the northeast of the country. A security spokesman said hundreds of other people, including foreign staff working on a natural gas project, had managed to escape. Many had spent four days besieged in a hotel. Henry Pittman is a British investor in a hotel in Parma. What we've seen in the last day and a half is a rescue effort being put in place with expatriates and Mozambican workers being extracted from hotels and accommodation camps and business parks that were all set up for the gas development and they've been extracted by helicopters and also by boats. So we hear that up to 200 people have been rescued. We believe there are still a number of people unaccounted for and nobody's been able to get into Palmer on the ground to ascertain what kind of damage has been done. Customs officials in Ecuador say they found 185 baby tortoises packed inside a suitcase that was being sent from the Galapagos Islands to the mainland. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. The Environment Minister Marcelo Mata said the discovery was made during a routine inspection at the main airport on the island of Baltra. He described the incident as a crime against the country's wild fauna and its natural heritage. Many plants and animals found on the Galapagos are unique to the islands, which lie in the Pacific Ocean about a thousand kilometers off the coast of Ecuador. The sentence for smuggling animals from the Galapagos is one to three years in prison. Financial news and the share price of video streaming site Bilibli is down on its first day trading on Hong Kong Stock Exchange amid a global sell-off in Chinese tech shares. The opening price fell just over 6% in early trading after the firm raised around 2.6 billion US dollars in its secondary listing. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,400, 60 points up on the previous close. Currencies, the US dollars at 109.52 yen, the euro is at 1 US dollar 17 cents, and the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 70 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Jung.
We start with football's World Cup qualifying, where England have maintained their perfect start by winning a second game in a row. Their 2-0 victory away to Albania featured goals from Tottenham's Harry Kane and Chelsea's Mason Mount. Here's the assessment from England boss Gareth Southgate. Difficult pitch to move the ball on, so we adapted well to that. I think we controlled the game, and after about 25 minutes, we just changed the the shape of the midfield a little bit and we looked a a lot more dangerous. Um, They were a different formation to the one they've played their last 25 matches so so I thought we adapted well to that. Um, We were comfortable for most of the second half. I just thought the end of the game we had opportunities to make it three and should have killed the game off and I didn't like the way we managed the game in the last 15 minutes Um, charging forward when we didn't need to um, uh, uh, throw in at the end that we nearly conceded a goal from. So um, pleased with the win, but I think there are areas that we can, you know, certainly tighten up on. Let's also hear from striker Harry Kane, who found the net for the first time in six England games. No, I think I've always always said as a striker, sometimes you go through spells where everything you touch goes in and sometimes uh, it just doesn't quite go your way. I think I had a, a few off the line in that spell, uh, an offside goal that I don't think was offside. So, um, And that's that's part of being a striker, you know, you just got to stay focused on doing your job for the team. Um, and thankfully, uh, we've done that as a team today. And uh, like, like I said, it's great to get the three points. Poland went two points behind England in the group after Robert Lewandowski scored twice in their 3-0 win over Andorra. Danny Olmo got the stoppage time winner as Spain came from behind to win 2-1 in Georgia. World champions France got their first win with a 2-0 success in Kazakhstan. Germany beat Romania with Serge Gnabry scoring the only goal of the game. Italy were 2-0 winners in Bulgaria. Denmark hammered Moldova In golf, Billy Horschel outlasted Scotty Scheffler to claim victory in the All-American WGC match play final in Texas. Horschel scored a 2-1 victory to pocket $1.8 million in prize money. I think I would have, hopefully this happened sooner. Um, But you just never know when you're going to win. You just never know when, um, you know, it's going to be your time. In ice hockey, the high-flying Washington Capitals got past the New York Rangers 5-4 for their third win in a row. Tom Wilson scored twice for the Caps, who have now won 10 of their last 11. They've also matched the Tampa Bay Lightning with a league-best 50 points from 34 games. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Experts caution against social di- easing social distancing measures ahead of the holiday. The head of the West Kowloon Arts Hub says it's not for him to say whether works breached the national security law. And reports from Egypt say the ship that's blocking the Suez Canal is finally afloat. The news from RGHK. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. My son's vaccination appointment should be soon. Has my father-in-law used up his health care vouchers? 
register with eHealth and download the eHealth app. And these records can be viewed at a glance. We can view our own and our children's vaccination records, which include COVID-19 vaccination records. Elderly people can check their healthcare voucher records anytime as well. There are also other functions like searching for doctors and viewing medication records. The eHealth app, a new mode for managing your health. Don't wait. Download it now. Yeah. 